0: Hello and welcome Behind the Marquee, the podcast where we talk about everything that's going on inside and outside the world of art house and independent cinema, specifically the Michigan and State Theater. Uh, My name is Nick Aldrink and I'm the programming and media coordinator for the Michigan State Theater. We are recording in the Ann Arbor, the downtown branch of the Ann Arbor District Library. I have three guests on the podcast today. Please introduce yourself and tell us who you are. Hello, Are, my. What you do?
1: <laughs> hello, uh, my name is Mackenzie Peacock, and I am the events and operations manager of the Art House Convergence.
2: I am Ariel Wan, and the director of programs and marketing.
3: I'm Jay Jasinski, I am the digital marketing coordinator. Jay's first time on the podcast. Thank
1: you so much I was going to ask. Here. Yeah, so exciting.
0: well, he, Jay was sitting in on the episode uh, with uh, the last episode with Robert and Zoe, so he's uh, somewhat familiar with how it works. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go back and listen to that one. That was, uh, if, if if you didn't uh, attend any of this, any of the journalism on screen series, or did not uh, listen to the last podcast, do so because Robert and Zoe—they're a, a, di- a dynamic duo mm-hmm, and nice. they're a, a whole lot of fun. Uh, today, uh, we are going to be talking about. We're gonna be talking about movies. Oh,
2: <laughs> a real
1: change of pace. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, let, let's talk about. I mean, it's the end of 2019, and it's the end of the decade. So let's just talk about things that we liked. Uh, let's just start with 2019. Uh, how do how do how do we all feel about 2019 in movies?
2: It was rough. Really, <laughs> I think there were there were a lot of Marvel movies. Yeah. So it was like. What else happened this year? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, a lot of Marvel movies, and I guess uh, a lot of art houses around. Uh, it was a really good year in movies, but uh, it was something that uh, art houses struggled with a little bit this year. Is mm-hmm. that the, the grosses were down a little bit?
1: There were some movies that popped off though that I was very excited about, films like The Farewell oh, and yes. Parasite mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. scored huge numbers. Oh yeah, huge yeah. numbers, oh, yeah. and were such exciting original. Mm-hmm. Films, right? And even like last week, having a movie like *Knives Out* with Ryan Johnson, that completely original yeah. script, and it's you know only uh, well, it was only behind uh, *Frozen 2*, which like it's Disney. Yeah. What are you gonna do?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, yeah. The movie, uh, let's say, 2019 started off a little bit rough, but yeah, in, 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 sure. in, in the past few months, we've seen some really great original movies like *Knives Out*, as you said, and like *Parasite*, and I think that. Going into 2020, we've got it's it's like we're we're going into a new decade with a lot of fresh ideas, especially *Knives Out*.
1: I think, yeah. Fresh ideas, then also fresh distribution, um, in the sense of how we're watching movies. Mm -hmm. A lot of exhibitors um, freak out for people who aren't in the industry about uh, this thing called windows. How a movie when you see a movie in theaters, how long um, until you see it at home, whether Mm -hmm. on streaming or. VOD or Blu-ray. And that window uh, is shrinking. You Maybe when you, you know, a decade ago, it might be nine months from when you saw a movie in theaters to when you could watch it, you know, rent it at Hollywood Video. Maybe that's more than a decade ago, but still. And now we have movie, you know, with Netflix, a lot of it is day and date. So the day it's on Netflix, it's in the theater. Mm -hmm. And people people are afraid of that. And I, I get that. But I was so... This was one of the first years where I actually felt positive about how streaming and um, maybe I'm totally taking us down another tangent right now. Sorry. No, no, keep going with But us. how streaming and exhibitors can work together. I felt very, um, uh, there's been so many antagonistic uh, or just like bad feelings between theaters and Netflix for a long time. Mm-hmm. And this year, which I think is dumb because people who love movies are going to watch movies however they can. Yeah. But, anyways, um, and this year, Netflix has wor- been working a lot more with theaters. Um, probably because of the success of Roma last year. Yeah. Um and I, I just remember the big the moment to me that stood out. Um because yeah, yeah, we have movies like Marriage Story and The Irishman, but the one that really stood out to me actually was um El Camino, yeah. the Breaking Bad movie, because that was one they only played for three days in theaters and they dropped it the same day everywhere yeah. that was already on their platform to streaming. Yeah. And we sold out the weekend. Yeah. Like every screening right. at the state was sold out. That is something, that's a TV show that people mm-hmm. are used to watching in their home. They've mm-hmm. literally never experienced Breaking Bad any other way mm-hmm. than sitting on their couch watching TV. And they were still willing to come into the theater and have that experience of revisiting these characters and going back into the world of Breaking Bad for the first time with an audience. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, I don't know. that I that, I, I walked away with that a very positive Feelings that I hadn't had before 2019.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's been a lot more experimentation with Netflix as well, and and, and Amazon Studios, uh, like The Irishman. Dropped November twenty seventh on Netflix, but Martin Scorsese, uh, he was able to convince them to release it a month earlier in New York and Los Angeles, and then mid November, I think we opened it somewhere yeah. around November twentieth. We opened it, and then it opened on, and then it dropped on Netflix a week later. So Netflix is they're willing to play ball,
1: right? I think they're willing to play ball, and I think audiences um I, i'm not worried about that like we're like losing audiences to streaming because i think a lot of those people were coming to the cinema anyway yeah and people will choose the experience they want to have i want to have an experience right. i want i don't want to watch the Irishman on my couch where i'm pausing yeah. it every 30 <laughs> minutes and like you know what i mean like i want to sit there for three and a half hours and be like i'm doing this right. yeah. it's you like, know and yeah it's it's the same reason why you don't want to work from
2: home because yeah. there's so many distractions at yeah. home so mm-hmm. it's like you know you want to watch this three and a half hour movie and you know you got to pause a, yeah. a lot
1: and the people who don't want that experience they weren't going to come and see it anyway right right <laughs> <So> it's great <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah and maybe uh, i'm just being too optimistic but
0: no i i think you're being properly optimistic uh <laughs> like like el, yeah we had el camino and then um uh the aeronauts as well oh, yeah. which is opening in uh, December 13th, next for, next week, Friday. Yeah, that's Amazon. That's yes. Amazon, and that's also releasing uh, in theaters before it drops on Amazon Prime.
1: And that's when they're also, I know, uh, like the Music Box in Chicago is playing that on 70mm this weekend. Oh, are so, they yeah, really? so they're showing it on film, too. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's, and yeah, they're making a lot more film prints probably because of Roma, which is yeah. like, no one makes film prints anymore. Um, uh, so that's, yeah,
0: Roma and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood did yeah. really successful on 35.
1: Now, so we have all these, yeah. Mm hmm. Film's coming back. Yeah, way, it's like following vinyl or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we also had a really positive uh, year in uh, CineTopia. As I mean, as as we talked about, I mean, at the beginning of the year, started a little bit rough, but we had some really great films in CineTopia, and this was one of our best years of CineTopia that we've had. And with with the farewell, right, being a huge movie in there, autonomy, uh, autonomy, which we're
1: bringing back, I think, right? Yes, we're yep.
2: playing it for one day only next tuesday for science on screen screen. for science on screen yeah wednesday yeah and one of the speakers that was at the autonomy screening during Sinatopia will come back to talk for the science on screen Mm -hmm. Uh, not episode Mm -hmm. (laughs) show show time (laughs) but
0: even talking about i mean i i i I tried writing down my best films of 2019 i I got a, a a quick list here um I mean, Knives Out, I mean, I just saw it yesterday, so yeah. Knives Out is fresh in my mind, that's my favorite film of 2019 so far. But I actually, uh, as we mentioned Marvel, I have Endgame, I even surprised myself, Avengers Endgame. I got that at number two on my Whoa. list. Last
1: wow, week. Nick. Because,
0: because it's more of, I. that is a movie. I mean, when, when uh, you take a film history course, and you talk about the Hollywood studio system in the classic era, and there, and you know, you talk about like Warner Brothers versus Paramount versus Fox and everything. You talk about those big, big, those huge epics. Like, and we still talk about Ben Hur, and we still talk about um, Lawrence of Arabia, Lawrence of Arabia, <laughs> and you still talk about um, <laughs> Gone with the Wind. This movie. Is pretty much our modern equivalent of those huge studio system movies that you talk about. You know, the, the, the when studios were trading actors, you know. Mm-hmm. And this was, uh, no pun intended, a mar- oh, a, a marvel <laughs> of, uh, of, oh, of 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 cinema achievement, and that mm-hmm. I, I I don't say that lightly. Yeah, yeah. Endgame I mean,
2: specifically, or the universe.
0: Uh, Endgame specifically, as as a, as a culmination of okay. this of this universe, that they're they were able to somehow. There's like one scene in the, at the end of that film where uh, the wealth that was on camera is just astounding. Where you have like Chris Evans oh, right. and it's like that very final scene where everybody is in one right. shot. Avengers it's just, unite! <laughs> yeah, it's just incredible that they, they they're able to one get that cast together. That you know, there's you know that Spider-Man existed in that movie because like Sony and Disney mm-hmm. were able to collaborate something that still is astounding yeah. that 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 these two giant companies did something that was good for the fans. And yes, I was
1: just say both your top movies star America's ass. That's kind of fun. You going to Seven Zero over there.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um so yeah, I, I think that 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 movie is uh just uh I thought it was uh so well done and mm-hmm. it's really uh, astounding that that movie exists.
1: I think we do to make do need to make a caveat though that um we're having this conversation uh right now in early December and yeah. uh The Rise of Skywalker has not come out <laughs> and I think we all know that's gonna be next favorite movie. It's probably gonna be my favorite movie. Yeah. So I mean Mm-hmm. Maybe Chris Evans will pop up in it. Right. You know, so. He's actually a stormtrooper. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> don't know. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. yeah, Daniel Craig was one. That's true. Yeah, Michael Giacchino right. Nigel Godrick mm-hmm. A lot of people have been stormtroopers. Yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, the 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 princes Prince William and Harry were apparently. Oh, they got cut. They got cut. <laughs> they oh.
1: they so, someone said William was too tall. He like stood out among the stormtroopers, <laughs> so they cut their scene. <laughs>
0: So, I mean, I, I, I'm just gonna give off my my quick top ten. Right, I, I I said Knives Out, Endgame, The Farewell, number three, Booksmart, number four, Apollo Eleven, Hail Satan, Honey Boy, Knock Down the House, Us, and Jojo Rabbit, with us uh, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker uh, at the bottom. As I haven't seen it yet, but uh, as Mackenzie said, I'm sure that there's no way I'm ending 2019 with that without <laughs> that on my list.
1: So, I have my letterbox list. Should I do it? Or yeah. Or do you want to keep... So mine was... And they're not in order, but I'm going to try to rank them as I go. Um, probably tied at number one is The Souvenir and Beach Bum. Mm. Oh, I, yeah. I'm going to be fighting for Beach <laughs> Bum until my freaking dying day. I love that movie. Uh-huh. Um, Honey Boy, Cold War, Transit, Homecoming, The Beyonce Duck, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Booksmart, uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco, Parasite, and what, what did I miss? And The Lighthouse.
0: Oh, you see, The Lighthouse uh, just, uh, I think that's probably think like my number 11. I think, I, I, I think
1: that was 11. I think I just listed 11. Yeah. Because uh, I have 12 <laughs> on there and I left off uh-huh, Monos. Okay. Uh-huh. So we dropped The Lighthouse. Um, But yet again, with a <laughs> caveat that Rise of Skywalker is yeah, probably going yeah. to <laughs> supersede Beach Bum, and Souvenir. But I really love both those movies. Um, And we actually played both of them, which is I'm mm-hmm. really happy about. That's mm-hmm. yeah. So I yeah. hope you uh, all had the chance to check them out. I, if you did not, I hope you find a way to rent them from the Ann Arbor District Library and yeah. watch them at your home because they are both um very beautiful movies. Um uh-huh. And very different. One is incredibly devastating about a brutal first love, and the other one is just Matthew McConaughey expressing just the purest form of joy for yeah. two hours.
0: Yeah, I I, I I need I do need to catch up with the souvenir, and I really enjoyed the beach bum. <laughs> I was just so happy.
1: <laughs> I just felt so happy, even though I mean, yeah. It's anyways.
0: Yeah, uh, but what what about the J
3: area? What what were some of your highlights of 2019? I'm gonna go with the Irishman. That was oh yeah. I mean, speaking of cinematic achievements and Marvel, yeah, I I, I don't want to com- really compare the two. I haven't yeah. seen Endgame. Game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I'd have to catch up on just so many hours of yeah. of, of movies. I know it's yeah. exhausting. You I mean, I, of, yeah. I just I don't have the I just I it's tough. It's yeah. my End Game. I when just you say got... M-
1: Marvel, you mean getting all those actors in the same room, or you mean the de aging?
3: I just mean <laughs> both. I mean, yeah. it, it's just it is quite the achievement. I mean, it, it it's a very long movie, but it's it's worth it in my opinion. And also I think that Martin Scorsese was successful in, in what he set out to do, which wasn't to just make another casino or, or Goodfellas. Um, I, I would argue the second half of the movie is, is so different from those other two films. Uh, the beginning kind of has those vibes. It, it definitely feels that way. But the second half to me was just a lot, um, like sadder, I guess. I don't know how to say it. like, Like Goodfellas, there's unfortunate things that happened in Casino and really heavy things, but it's still kind of like this, this exciting like world of crime that you could to be in. Yeah,
1: it's shiny. But, but this
3: one really <laughs> felt to me like a, a, a personal story of one person It was very sad. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, it was different from those two, which was an achievement because he could have just made Goodfellas Casino right. part three, so. Right. That was good. Mm. I like the lighthouse a lot. Did you? Did,
0: <laughs> yeah. Did uh, did you buy the D A? Because I haven't I haven't seen the Irishman yet. I'm gonna try to catch up with it this weekend. But did uh, how how does the de aging? Because uh, Martin Scorsese made a point to make sure that was perfect
3: before the film was released. Did oh, you, it's hard you? to say if it was perfect. Because yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know exactly what what he had in mind, but. Uh, it didn't phase me, really. It, it didn't. I didn't even think about it. i mean, to be honest, I, maybe this is this he would consider this a, a big win. I, I didn't really know exactly when it was going to happen. I thought there was going to be a part when they were even younger. Mm.
1: But I mean, I think that means it was Cause, successful. Cuz I I was, I was point, waiting right? for that
3: moment then I was like, "Oh, that was that was when they were younger." Mm. Um so that must have been it cuz they weren't, you know, really young. I, yeah. I I didn't really know. I I didn't know how young they were like going
1: go. to go. Like 16 of 80 or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
3: So uh Yeah, yeah, it was, it was quite the achievement, I think. Yeah, good acting.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to catch up with it, especially seeing Joe Pesci back on screen. I I love Joe Pesci. I've missed that guy. Oh man, (laughs) I was wearing my
1: Joe Pesci button yesterday. I have my, um, well, it's the Sticky Bandits from Home Alone (laughs) Two, Lost in New York, not Home Alone, not the, not the Wet Bandits, the the Wet Band. No, they're the Sticky Bandits the sticky in Home bandits. Alone 2 Lost in New York. Oh, okay, okay. Just, just to clarify for anyone <laughs> confused out there. In the better Home Alone. Mm. Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Whoa.
0: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Ariel, what are, what are some of your highlights of the year? Uh,
2: well, you know, with a with a new child, it's very yeah. hard to get out there and see movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely made it a point to go see The Farewell, and yeah. I really, I really love the movie. Um, not only because it was a really well-made movie and it was an original story, um, but also it just really resonated with me being you know, Asian-American. Even though I was born in China, I grew up in America, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty much American. And to see that other people other Asian Americans also experience the same things. And, you know, like you don't want to say it's stereotype, like, oh, if you have Asian parents, you know, it's going to be like this. And, um, but it's, it's good to see that like, yeah, this is, this is my life on screen almost. And that's kind of part of the magic and the beauty of film is to see kind of your story and it, how it resonates with other people and that other people kind of experience and go through something similar. So you don't feel like you're alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, I really love the farewell. Um, you know, uh, I watched on Netflix. And I mentioned this before, but when they see us, it's you know, it's a, it's not really a film, but it's a, it's a docu drama series mm. about the Central Park oh, Five, right. the acquitted five, and the Ava DuVernay. The Ava DuVernay, um, I, I consider a film. I mean, they split it up into five episodes, oh, yeah. but I mean, yeah, Twin Peaks just got named the best. That's,
1: Film of the uh, 2010. So It's That's like true. you can do whatever you want. Yeah. True. yeah.
2: So, I mean, that was so powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, it happened during time that I wasn't even aware, and I live really close to New York City, mm. um, but I was, a, I was a kid. And to have it illustrated this way and to know that Ava treated it um, really well and worked closely with the five. And, you know, I also watched the after, you know, the after the movie kind of thing where they interviewed. The actual um, people in the movie and the actual uh, quitted five, mm-hmm. and just to see their interactions and how grateful they were for their stories to be told accurately, yeah, um, just is something just so amazing. And what was so crazy about the film is because normally when you see a movie, that kind of it's almost like a little bit more salacious. Like they kind of add for dramatic effects to get you really feeling a certain way. Mm-hmm. But you know, in this in 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 that film. At the end in the credits, they show you the actual like video footage of the interviews. right. So when you're watching, you know, you're just watching these kids getting interviewed in the in the movie and you're just like, I'm so angry. I can't believe they're like, you know, trying to do it this way or word it and confuse these children. And then you watch actual footage of the actual interview, you're like, it is word for word. Yeah, like yeah. that is crazy, mm-hmm. and and I think that was just so important to see that you know it wasn't added for dramatic effect. This is exactly what happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny that that you that you brought up that uh, the it it kind of there's a there's a gray area that exists between TV and movies now, and that's like one of one of the one of the the biggest parts of the decade when you talk about like this decade's movies compared to last decade's movies, there's, it's, it's different. I mean, it's, it's, um, I I was, I was trying to, I was trying to make my best films of the decade and it's really tough. There are some really great movies this, this decade. And then comparatively I was looking back at the two thousands, like what were the best films of the two thousands? And this, like this decade films are just more personal like I just uh, the the best movies of 2000. I I I I looked through a lot of different lists, but generally that they're thought to be there will be blood. Oh yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yes. Children of Men. Yes. Uh, Memento. <laughs> yeah. Hurt Locker. Michael Clayton. Brokeback Mountain. Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Did I say this? No Country for Old Men and Spirited Away, where a lot like the films this year are of this decade. They're yeah, Inside Lewin Davis. Get Out, Lady Bird, Moonlight, Nightcrawler, Whiplash, Boyhood, Call Me by Your Name—just the, the 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 movies definitely. It's about life. Yeah, I I don't know what what what, what exactly happened that this decade that was that was so different. But films get definitely, I definitely see the 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 best films of this decade. There are there are a lot more art house titles, there are a lot more independent titles this well, this, this in the past I ten think years. I
1: think it's easier to. I mean, the sounds. I think it's easier to make. Yeah. A film now. Like, you know, you can film someone like Sean Baker can make a movie on his iPhone yeah. and it plays in cinemas and mm-hmm. wins Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, it's so the tools available to make a film are more accessible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that might have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's an easy task. Right, I'm just saying it's right. easier yeah. to. Right. Do I think,
3: too, that like what we we're talking about earlier, um, I think film, especially with the big box office films, have had to get so huge that it's kind of pulling like just the same way with the world is just nowadays where we're going to just different ends of the spectrum or you see like you wouldn't see a movie that's kind of mid-tier like some action and some scope. It's more like okay there's these movies that are huge and and you got to see them for these spectacles that are just you can't get on TV or anything like that. Yeah, And then you have these ones that are getting more and more intimate and and more and more um, personal because I think like the The middle ground
1: is gone. Is not
3: gonna sell tickets. Yeah. I think
1: you're right. I think that's actually. I think that's way. That's a way better point. I think it's like films like a, a movie like Knives Out is way more rare these days yeah. than it yeah, would have it been is. 10 years ago. Of this like semi large small budget. Yeah. Yeah, studio I, movie it's like that
0: yeah actually I, I wrote about that in one of the the the, the newsletter for that came out uh, about, about knives out uh last would have been last week that uh it's it, it, knives out was made for about like 40 to 50 million dollars where now as you said that's really rare now movies are either made for something like the lighthouse which is like 4 million dollars or avengers Endgame, which is 120 million dollars yeah. it's it, it's again it's uh, kind of we're entering I, I love that this movie kind of closes out our decade a little bit going into 2020 uh, with – it's it's something fresh. It's something original.
1: Yeah, I think that someone said, like, they don't make studio movies for adults anymore. It's like you have yeah. to make these temple movies that everyone wants to watch, and that's where the money goes to. So it's mm-hmm. like – yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. There's also – we're going into 2020 with a little bit of – a sense of e- even even in the large franchise movies there's a sense of moving on moving forward like like marvel that is essentially the high time of marvel is done
1: mm-hmm. I, I think i don't
0: i don't know it i mean like we the whatever the like phase 4 whatever like the 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 captain america iron man that's all gone or I think I don't know I don't know the future of Marvel but
1: I mean they still have like Spider-Man and Black Panther and yeah those movies. <laughs> like yeah those movies are still gonna make a lot of the money. time of the <laughs>
0: Avengers feels like it's done who knows I I can't predict what what, what what's happening with them but there is a, at least a sense of like they're we're entering a new phase of that Star Wars as we know it uh is essentially ending uh again it's continuing yes but the, as as we know it Star Wars is I wasn't ending. gonna say anything. Uh, <laughs> You know, like there's, we're we're getting like a new James Bond essentially. We're kind of we're like we're kind Which of letting so go good. of James Bond,
1: uh, or at least Daniel Craig's James Bond. At least Bond.
0: Dan- well, yeah. I think that they're moving on to uh, a different. Uh, again, those stories are continuing. Maybe I, who knows what's uh, What's going to yeah. happen there? But there's like a, there's a female character in the new James Bond that people are starting to feel like she's going to take on the mantle again. Mm-hmm, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Isn't
1: she already a double O though in the? Journal?
0: Yeah, she has it up below. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, we're we're entering a, a new decade. Kind of, kind of feels like we're almost like entering the twenty twenty with a fresh start. Did that make any sense there in that in that, that realm? Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah,
2: it's like it's wrapped up. Everything's wrapping up. Yeah, decade is ending.
3: Mm-hmm. Let's in the see last, um, movie with Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, and yeah, Mark yeah there you go. So, yeah. I'm assuming, yeah, yeah. I don't, equal importance something. as yeah.
1: the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
3: Yeah, even like it seems like I
0: haven't seen The Irishman yet, but it seems like Martin Scorsese is even saying goodbye to that to that genre as well. As yeah. as 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 as, uh, as I've. Red. I haven't seen the movie. That genre
1: or movies. That genre. Okay. It sounds
0: like he's kind of g- uh, saying goodbye to the crime, to the crime, the mob movie. I guess.
1: I mean, my favorite movie of his has nothing to do with crime, or and it came out recently. So. Hugo. No silence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not religious. Everyone should go. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, uh, films I'm looking forward to in in 2020. I mentioned uh, mentioned the James Bond movie. There's a new Nick Cage movie that's coming out in January called Color Out of Space. Oh,
1: my God. It looks, yeah.
0: It looks pretty. It's an H.P. Lovecraft story. Uh, Our colleague, uh, Sarah Escalante, saw it, uh, and she really loved it, she said. It kind of looks like it's it's from the producers of Mandy that came out last year as well. So I think if you liked Mandy, you're going to like this one. Uh, There's a new Dune movie.
1: Oh, yeah, with Timothy.
0: Timothy Chalamet. Um, Edgar Wright has a new movie coming out called uh, Last Night in Soho in September. I guess Spielberg was making West Side Story that I didn't know about.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I've been following that for years. So I'm very excited. Um, <laughs> and it's, yes, it's going, it, I, the cast is wonderful. That's all I'll say.
0: <laughs> There's an adaptation of In the Heights that's coming out in June. That's Lin Manuel Miranda's uh pre Hamilton musical that won a bunch of awards. Yeah. Um, And then Death on the Nile. I'm really that that is uh, from Kenneth Branagh, and I'm really curious to see how that movie does in a post Knives Out uh, because Kenneth Branagh made Murder on the Orient Express a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. trying to kind of trying to revive the Agatha Christie whodunit, didn't really land. But then Ryan Johnson comes in with Knives Out. And I'm wondering if Death... I, I, I'm really hoping for a resurgence of the I think
1: Yeah, of, I think that's... Tr- but I think Ryan Johnson... What Ryan Johnson does, I feel like, is he takes a genre movie yeah. and he makes a new one with, with so much love and admiration, but also flips it on its head. Yeah. Like, that's what... He, I mean, that's what his career started with Brick back yeah. in, like, what was that, 2006 or something, mm-hmm. where he's like, hey, I'm going to make a noir movie, but it's... Let's bring it into 20, 2006, yeah. in high school. In, in high school. In high school. And he had a, it with Knives Out, too. It's like he brings... Whereas instead of just faithfully recreating an Agatha Christie novel, it's yeah. like he's going to take an Agatha Christie setup and bring it, like, rip it into 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, which Kenneth Branagh, I loved. I actually, I, I didn't mind the murder on the Orient Express. It. it was fine. I watched it on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be fair, no. I knew, we're the best. Movies I watched it seen. on a plane, <laughs> but it, it was enjoyable, and I am excited for that one too. Death and the Nile. That's one of the only Agatha Christie novels I've read too. So oh yeah, really, I've never, I've never read I can any tell of her novels, happens. but <laughs> I, I, I know <laughs> those classic done movies.
3: <laughs> Can yeah, check um, it out.
1: The library, I am excited to um, not to feed into none of the Disney needs any more promotion, but um, a trailer came out this week for the um live adaptation of Mulan. Get out of which here! It's so what I good. I was talking about that. Okay, okay. sorry, I, I, nope. please jump in. Go for <laughs> for it. Well, it's just, I I mean, I, I didn't even bother seeing the Lion King one, I thought it looked so dumb uh-huh. and just like a bland shot for shot, re- yeah. gray recreation of yep. a beautiful animated movie. I'm like, I, I don't, I see no. Reason for watching that? I thought I kind of thought the same thing about Beauty and the Beast. I actually thought Kenneth Branagh's um, Cinderella has been my favorite of those mm-hmm. live adaptations because it's they're a filmmaker who's willing to change the Disney classic and like you know make an, an original. They're not just do a shot for shot recreation. And if yeah. you haven't watched the Mulan trailer, mm-hmm. it's a it's an entirely different story. Um, they're not taking on the Huns and the you know it's not it's not the same. It's film. the
2: it's the original. It's the original Chinese. Yeah
1: fairy tale oh interesting it's, and it's more and of I like a know. martial arts film yeah it looks so which is, beautiful
2: <laughs> yeah which is exactly like i really liked it because this is the mulan that i grew up knowing yeah, yeah. you know this is the because i've seen you know there's been like thousands of tv shows in china of the story of mulan yeah and uh movies about it too and so the mulan that i grew up with was is, is exactly what I saw in the trailer, which was so exciting because when I first watched the animated one, I was like, this is not Mulan. Like, this yeah. is yeah. just, you know, they even, uh, her name in, in the Disney animated Mulan was Fa Mulan, yeah. which... Fa is the Cantonese way of saying Hua Mulan. And mm. in this one, her name is Hua Mulan. I oh, was like, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank you. It's just like really basic. Yeah, but uh, basic but important. Right. And, details. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and, you
2: know, watching the trailer, like, it just gave me the feelings of, you know, like a movie that was made in Beijing or made in mm-hmm. Hong Kong. It has the same aesthetics, those kind of martial arts, uh, you know, like fantasy films. Mm-hmm. And it was, just, it was just so exciting to see Disney, like, quote unquote get it right. Yeah.
1: yeah. And but they still do bring in the um reflection theme right. on yes. piano it's- and I <laughs> cried, so it was effective. Is, I think that comes out in March.
0: Is it gonna it's not a musical though, right?
1: No, no, no not a musical. Yeah. Interesting. There's yeah. I mean there like no there's music. no like <laughs> as far as I'm aware, there's no like silly Mushu character like no, dra- it, like it any looks, Murphy Dragon.
2: Right. It looks like there is an aspect of like this fantasy where you know, someone turns into like a phoenix or something mm-hmm. Well, there's a that, witch. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So like, and that is totally in line with like fantasy films from China. And, yeah, you know, but there's but not going to be a live Mulan... action cricket that she's right. talking to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. There better not be a live action dragon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is actually Eddie Murphy, you know? Like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting to see. I, I hope that that this type of experiment for them, because uh, not because yeah, they they've in the past few adaptations, Aladdin, Lion King, they tried. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't see Aladdin, but it sounded like they were trying to be more faithful to the to the original cartoon. Like they did Jungle Book and Cinderella, and those were more of a new telling of the story. Yeah. Then they tried Lion King and Beauty uh, and the Beast. Aladdin the was
1: Beast. pretty. I, I also watched Aladdin on a plane. Um, <laughs> it was. Um, it was somewhat its own thing, and I mean, mm-hmm. it made over a billion dollars, so they're never gonna stop mm-hmm. doing it yeah. right,
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the other one that little mermaid coming out oh yeah, yeah. I'm really
2: uh, nervous about, about that, about
1: that.
0: <sighs> yeah, really nervous, but uh, it's like 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 uh like we were talking about with Netflix, it's great that we're seeing at least Disney trying to experiment a little bit. well, yeah. and
1: bringing in directors too that one mm-hmm. maybe normally wouldn't have brought into the studio system, so that's good. it's all these movies aren't just being made by white guys, mm-hmm. yeah, like Aladdin was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh so before we start to wrap up this conversation anything uh what, what what's uh is there something that you're looking forward to like what what, what do you hope to see in 2020 like the decades of the uh, 2020 what, what do we hope to continue that we saw in in this decade
3: I don't have an answer to this myself um, but I just want to pose this question to the group I'd like to see uh Dwayne the Rock Johnson in more movies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just in every movie just like even briefly That's, I think just put t- them in all of them. Just get it over with and put them in every single. <laughs> one. I
1: t- I tried talking to my cousin's eleven-year-old uh, daughter about movies because, like, you know, what do you like to see? And yeah. she was like, um, I like Jumanji. Um, and I like, and she just like listed every yeah. <laughs> movie that The Rock's made in the last oh in her gosh. lifetime. And I was like, so you like The Rock? And she's like, yeah. I like the rock. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> so there you go. The kids like him. So he's a charismatic. He's a he charismatic. A uh, actor. It's like she hadn't connected it though. Like he she was just listing decade. all of her favorite. Yeah. Movies. yeah.
3: Him and his agent had a real, really good decade. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm having trouble thinking about past the rest of this December because there are right. still so many movies. I mean, yeah, obviously Star Wars, but then still Little Women and Uncut Gems, which are both movies that I have not seen that mm-hmm. I'm so. Yeah. Excited for all three of those. It's like,
0: l- l- let this decade be the, the decade of A24. Yeah. Like, boy, have they, have they just released hit after hit. Well, that's,
1: it really 2010 was, no, 2011, 2000, when was their first?
0: The first was, was. Spring Breakers,
1: which I saw for my 20th birthday. Yeah. I saw it on my 20th birthday. It was mm-hmm. one of their first. Yeah. And I'm 20, almost 27. Yeah, that so was, was like 2000. That was like, yeah,
0: 2012,
1: 2011. Yeah. 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 I'm like, how yeah. old am I? <laughs>
0: No, there, yeah. there. I'm excited to see. Yeah, just this year alone for for them was yeah. enormous, and I'm I'm really excited to see what what else they got. Um, and they up. have the
1: they have the movie that I'm most excited for at Sundance too. So, what's that? Oh, I forget the name of it. It's about it's it's based on a Twitter. So thread. excited. for No, it. no, no. I, I there's a lot of movies. I don't know. It's um it's uh it's based on a Twitter thread. Uh, oh. like literally, it's based on a Twitter thread I've about these two this. strippers who go to Florida. That right. one, yeah, it's wild. I've I almost it. don't I've... want, I don't know if I want people to read the thread, but honestly, it was this woman telling her story on Twitter and uh, it was adapted into a movie. Interesting. Um, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. And um And I think yeah. Nicholas Braun from Succession is in it. And mm. um, what's her face? Lisa Marie, Pre- why can't I think of, her? Lisa Marie Presley's daughter, why can't I think of her name? She's an actor. she's in like American Honey and Girlfriend oh. Experience. Riley mm. Keough is okay. um, in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think maybe
2: that's what I want to see more in the next decade is st- Films about real life, about real people or, you know, adaptations of, you know, just seeing more of what kind of people go through and... From a more diverse field of filmmakers who are
1: able to to tell their own story. Right.
0: I'm, yeah, I'm really thrilled to see what Greta Gerwig continues to do because Mm -hmm. everything she, like Lady Bird and um, I'm really excited for Little Women. Uh, I'm really excited to see what... uh, Because Lady... Because I I was watching... a quick segue here. I was watching The Big Chill, um, uh, a couple weeks ago, and I started talking. I started thinking about this is the baby boomers movie. Like the, the, this was the movie that really like summed up the baby boomer experience when mm-hmm. you're coming of, when you're like in your 30s, like 15 years off, out, of, out of graduation. I was thinking, what is the millennials movie? And I couldn't think of it. The only the best two I could think of were Francis Ha and Lady Bird. And I just she she's I hope I, I like I like she tells such personal stories about these like very specific characters that are also very you can empathize with them at the same time. I just I, I, I I'm so excited to see what she does. Yeah, yeah. I
1: just had um I don't know the first line or the first episode of Girls Lena Dunham show. Um, which is, I think they're kind of sim- similar creators. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Lena Dunham says I'm the voice of a generation or I'm a voice of a generation. That's, okay. <laughs> that's, that's what I was hearing in my head. I <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love her. I think she's, anything she does is wonderful mm-hmm. and she makes Noah Bombach better, so...
0: Oh, that's because I, I I I I forgot. Noah Baumbach did Francis Ha, didn't he? Yeah, he directed. it. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I I I, I always thought of that as a Greta Gerwig. It's always been a you're not the only a Greta, one. A lot a Greta of people Grewig. think it is. Anyways,
3: Anything, more? What am I looking forward to?
0: Yeah, yeah. What are you looking forward to? Um, or wh- what do you hope to see more
3: of?
1: Brendan Fraser. Yeah.
0: Yes, <laughs> let us all hope for the return of Brendan Fraser.
3: I mean, I don't I I, I don't know if you've read that interview. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh he's had a rough go. Has yeah. oh, he really? Yeah. I don't. But he uh Oh yeah, big time. But uh we'd love to see that. Yeah. I'd love to see that. <laughs> that would make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I'm Not not Tom Cruise. Get Tom Cruise out of the mummy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah get Brendan back. Oh yeah. Bring I forget th- I f-
1: I kind of forget that that mummy movie even exists. Yeah.
3: Well, that was disappointing. That could have been cool. It could have been like the whole classic monster movies they try to make that a whole thing but they mm. really they dropped the ball on the first one yeah. and that's
0: i think we still have an
3: invisible man movie coming out if yeah, we do year. yeah 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 i would say that i'm looking forward to horror movies being the best movies of the year still like i mean oh, the witch good and Point and, and um shoot uh jordan peele's
0: film yeah yeah get out yeah. i mean it just
3: seems like horror's just like the they're they're setting the pace for um For more highbrow (laughs) movies, which is weird to say. Recognizing
1: those films too for like on the best of the year list and with awards like seeing like, yeah, so Jordan Peele won his Oscar and that's a great start. I'm so happy he did. And I'm hoping that uh, I'm for Get Out and I'm hoping um, like Lupita Nyong'o has been winning a bunch of acting awards this last like week. Mm -hmm. Now that these awards are starting to like it's award season. So I'm like, I'm hoping that performance is recognized. I still think it's insane that Toni Collette was nominated um, for Hereditary. I'm like, that's so... Yeah, we're, we're dumb. N- <laughs> it's just dumb. that she's not.
0: We're new ways to tell horror. Uh, like, yeah. like 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 yeah. the lighthouse was really new and interesting. We had Midsummer. Yeah, hereditary Midsummer Get Out. Yeah.
1: We're really only talking about three filmmakers right yeah. now. Actually, <laughs> but they've made all of it those movies. Beyond that, but <laughs> yeah, But horror, horror, <laughs> horror
3: movies had a good a good uh decade and I hope it yeah. continues. Absolutely.
1: I want more just more mid budget movies mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. Really.
0: Mm-hmm. I had such a dumb smile on my face for the entire time I was watching Knives Out.
1: Same.
3: I, that movie was so much fun.
1: That was me mm. with Beach Bum. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Beach Bum again. I'm gonna bring it up anytime I can.
3: <laughs> so uh, Sorry. I was gonna say that was me with Dolomite. I thought that movie was Oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's another great yeah. example. As far as we didn't on. talk about comedy movies. So I thought that was oh, my yeah. favorite comedy movie I saw. I think BookSmart was,
0: Booksmart was probably mine, but I didn't see Dolomite. Dolomite's uh, very-
1: It's solid. It's great. Yeah. And if you missed it, when we—that's we, another one—we played it at the theater. If you missed it, get it from the library. Mm-hmm. Watch it on Netflix.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so before we wrap up this conversation we usually end our com- this these episodes with our movie magic moments but i decided as it's the holiday season to do something a little bit different so we're doing kind of like a secret santa movie gifts so essentially we're recommending movies to each other instead i mean I, and essentially to our audience but uh movie recommending movies to each other uh let's just start with Mackenzie. how did, oh, who who did you draw
1: so I, um, I drew Ariel Ooh. Hi, Ariel. <laughs> Hi. and, um, I was trying to think about what is my favorite, um, newer Christmas movie. Cause Nick was like, Oh, a movie you'd want to watch on the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I think a movie that came out this year that would make a wonderful Christmas movie is Hustlers, which I'm surprised we have not talked about this year. I think oh. Hustlers is one of the best movies of the year. <laughs> it's on my list. I think I just didn't name it. Um, but Hustlers has, uh, which if you, if you guys didn't see it, um, it's a film that came out a couple months ago with um, Jennifer Lopez and Constance Wu playing, uh, a, it's a true story about these strippers in New York in 2008 mm-hmm. who um, started robbing Wall Street bankers. Um, and But it's really, but it's uh, it's about a story about this friendship and this love between these two women and this sisterhood that forms between them and like their relationships. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the movie's about. And it's so firmly rooted in that it's just there's like they're not a there's not a single male character in the movie except for like the men that they rip off of and even then they're just like in the background talking you know what i mean like, and yeah. it's so i'm like that feels so good watching it and even when they're dancing it's like made for women but there's an incredibly moving christmas scene and so i'm therefore by the rules of christmas movies i can categorize it as a christmas movie hustlers <laughs> is a christmas movie you should watch hustlers okay maybe if your baby can be there probably it's fine yeah 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 so i was
2: actually thinking about renting it you really should like yeah. it's a tr-
1: it's a very good movie okay
2: very good, thank you. Hustlers, hustlers, right. everyone excited. should go watch
0: it. <laughs> Ariel, who'd you draw? Uh,
2: I drew Jay. Is there a theme here? <laughs> We're <laughs> sitting that way. Um, it might be. <laughs> uh, mine is. I don't think it, there's a Christmas thing in the movie, but um, it's called God of Cookery. Hmm.
3: It's Had a Stephen. It. It's
2: a Stephen Chow film. So Stephen Chow, it was also in Kung Fu Hustle, hmm. and he also made it. Uh, shaolin Soccer. There's like a ton of Stephen Chow movies, and Stephen Chow is really well known for making comedy out of seri- more serious song- genres. So God of Cookery is kind of like. Did you see uh, Kung Fu Hustle? Did anyone hear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that movie. <laughs> so like that was like a pair, almost a parody of Kung Fu movies. Yeah. Um, So God of Cookery is a parody of, like, Iron Chef.
3: Oh, that sounds right up my alley. Yeah. (laughs) It's so
2: good. Like, Stephen Chow, you know, he acts and directs all of his movies. And he plays the main character who actually starts out as a villain. Mm. And then there's, like, a fall from grace. And then he kind of, like, picks himself back up and tries to be the hero again or, you know, a better person. And it's just a really interesting story. And he does it. And it's so hilarious. It's so, like not what, you know, like Asian cinema is about. You know, he really did a really good job with making parodies and making fun of the culture of film in, in China. Um, or, you know, in, in China, Hong Kong, Taiwan, that region. It's just Stephen Chow movies are hilarious and they're <laughs> really awesome. And God of Cookery is actually an older film, but you should you should see I'm where you can find definitely it. Definitely gonna watch
3: yeah. Yeah. I'll, I right. it. Yeah. I will find it. I'll track it down for sure. <laughs>
0: Jay, I suppose you drew me.
3: Yes, I did. <laughs> you know, I, I think you coordinated this. I did not, no. Yes, I did. Uh, and before I say what I, I got you, I guess, so that yeah. my, my my suggestion is yeah. um, my favorite film of the decade was American Honey. Just got to throw that. In. Was American oh, Honey? Oh, yeah. okay. I just love American Honey. <laughs> I love that it, because I'm a big nature guy. I, I love the way it included nature. I'm just yeah. going to throw that in there. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, so Nick, if... if some of you might have seen on Monday, this past Monday, we uh, showed The Last Waltz. Nick has done yeah. a really cool job putting together a film series called Play It Loud, mm-hmm. which is iconic concert films. So, my gift to you is, I'm sticking to the Martin Scorsese theme. Is his latest, The Rolling Thunder Review. I don't know if oh, you got a chance to see it. I that. didn't
0: get a chance to see you it. You have no. to see
3: it because it is so kind of like The Irishman. Like it is not what you expect because he's known for The Last Waltz, obviously. Yeah. Probably the greatest, if not. Definitely top three maybe uh-huh. greatest concert films. And then he makes this one that is kind of maybe not real, maybe it is. It is it a is it a parody? Is it but then the concert footage is the greatest concert footage I've ever seen. I uh-huh. mean, Bob Dylan okay. looks like absolutely crazed, but it like not crazed on substances, but like crazed on like song and music yeah. and like he's just he's scary but and, and it's good. Mm-hmm. But the the film itself is You'd watch it. I don't know, it's so different from any concert film I've ever seen because it's not it's not factual really, but on okay. purpose. I don't know. It's, oh, really? it's hard did, to explain. I,
0: I, I didn't I didn't know the element about it. We played it I think we had like one screening we did. of it. Yeah. And I missed it. And now I'm 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 a huge Bob Dylan fan. And I and I haven't seen the movie yet. And it's been like been something on my list to see Yeah. It. don't don't but I did I didn't know that element of it. Yeah, so go I'm in, like, very like, Don't more, much Take more it for
3: uh, I mean the, the concert footage is obviously real and that happened right. he did do that he did go on tour and and, yeah. and all that um but the the rest is is I, when i read about it afterwards i was like oh, you almost feel like oh he got me like okay uh, <laughs> i was so into <laughs> it fun. but it but he got me he, he, he fooled me so uh-huh. perfect to see it all right i'm definitely going to check it
0: out uh soon um Mackenzie, I drew you, and I I found uh, I I kind of have a, like a few backups as well because I'm not sure. But uh, the, the the big one that I watched this on TCM uh, uh, last weekend, and it's okay, a it's a, movie, it's a movie from 1966. Okay. Starring uh, Michael Caine and Shirley MacLaine. Hell yeah! It's called Gambit. Do you know of this movie? I don't I, think I do. I never I never heard of this movie until I watched I love it.
1: I Shirley MacLaine though. So that's so it's I'm this,
0: in. it's this 1966 heist like. Romantic comedy. It's like a heist film. It came out the same year as How to Steal a Million, starting with Peter O'Toole and Audrey Hepburn. um I don't. I'm really hesitant of telling the plot because the 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 movie came with the tagline, "Go ahead, tell the end. It's too hilarious to keep secret, but please don't tell the beginning." Oh, so <laughs> don't tell me. I don't no, I'm not, know. I'm, I'm yeah. not. Gonna, I'm not going to tell you. That's
1: a great tagline. It
0: uh, <laughs> is. Uh, but just as you're watching it, just remember that I recommended to you to stick with it. I'll just okay. say that. It's, it's, it, it's such a fun. It's like, as, as I said, Knives Out, I had like this dumb smile on my face. Mm-hmm. And I felt the same way about watching this movie, like 1966. It has like that 60s aesthetic. It's really bright uh like the fashion is very of its time but it's like right between classic hollywood and new hollywood yeah so it kind of has this dichotomy of attitudes uh so that's all i'm going to say about it but it's very fun i love it very funny gambit i'm not quite sure i i i I, before he came here i was like i wonder if that's even at the library and it's at least not on their website you can request things
1: they're really good at um, I got them to get Suspiria, actually. That's what Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, so I'll yes. request it. Gambit. You're hearing uh, it right now. Del- Ann Arbor District Library.
0: A delightful heist comedy. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm into it. Perfect. Uh, it was a nominee for three Academy Awards to Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, and Best Sound. Nice. So th- the important ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, about wraps up the episode. Thank you, uh, the three of you, for being here. Uh, follow us on social media Jay is doing a great job Uh, so talk to him Uh, the Michigan and State Theater on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, send the podcast an email, btmpod at gmail.com, subscribe to to us on Apple iTunes thank you to the Ann Arbor District Library for hosting us uh, for having us here, letting us record in their studio we're going to be back in your ears in another month, so be on the lookout for us uh that is all i have to say uh thank you for joining us by marky